0: Listening to the C Word Radio, the podcast where we ask, What the f does young cancer survivorship mean? With me, Helen King, and guests. Subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Welcome back to the C Word Radio. At the time of recording, we're nearing the end of the second week of 2023. And I'm not one for making New Year's resolutions. I'm more of a New Year, say me kind of person. But I do like to sit down and reflect on the year that's ended and see what I'd like to bring into the new year. 2022 was... Really, a year of unpeeling more layers of the onion for me. You know, I started looking at how I can face things that have really held me back, and that's very much including my cancer diagnosis. And I spent a lot of time exploring ways of processing my emotional baggage. At times, that wasn't pretty. As my partner said, you're playing jujitsu with your past. And you know what? It really did feel like that at times. As the pandemic has continued, I've been feeling more stuck. My cancer treatment finished in around about October 2019, when I had my last Herceptin infusion. And I've shared a lot about how awful that first year out of treatment was for me. And looking back at 2020, when we all entered into the unknown with COVID, I feel in some ways it was great for my recovery because we were all forced to slow down, but I actually think it's made some parts of my recovery a lot harder. I feel like I've been put into this holding pattern, waiting for a time where I can get my life back to some sort of level of normal. When I looked back over 2022, There were three things that brought me joy and that were really positive that I wanted to bring into this year, and they were creativity, courage, and connection. Connection is a really big one for me. You know, I have been so careful over the past three years, and to date, touch wood, I haven't had COVID. But I've been wondering more and more recently if I've actually sacrificed social connection and happiness that it brings with being overly safe. So this year I am pushing past my fears and I'm attempting to reconnect with the world. I felt like I've forgotten how to be a person especially during and post-treatment, because my whole life was defined by cancer. I've described in the past that I feel like someone pressed factory reset on me, and I've been trying to figure out who on earth I am since. So if you're in Auckland and you want to practice being a person with me, get in touch. Let's meet up and have a coffee. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you'll know that I ask my guests what cancer survivorship means to them survivorship can be tricky for some people. I think the word comes with a lot of baggage. I don't love the word survivor or survivorship, but I really don't know what else to say to describe where I am post-treatment. Last year, I was on a quest to find other younger cancer survivors and to try and define what cancer survivorship means. It took me worldwide, via the internet, to connect with people in Australia, the UK, the US, and here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And you know, it's a big question, and I've learned that there's actually no one definition or experience that's correct. I have learned that younger people impacted by cancer have more collateral damage. You know, our lives change in ways that our peers often can't relate to. Some of us face infertility, mental health challenges like PTSD or depression. Some of us lose income, a loss of identity. And for some people, our lives are cut short. I've also learned cancer can help us make changes in our lives that we might have been too scared to make. We experience a level of toughness that teaches us the depths we can go and keep going. And for some, it allows us to heal old wounds and really seize life. To kick off 2023, I've put together a montage of my guests talking about what cancer survivorship means to them. Then to wrap up the show, my very first guest of 2022, Ada Chen, shares words of wisdom on supporting the supporters. I would love to know what survivorship means to you, so get in touch via email at thecwordradio at gmail.com or come say hi on Instagram and Facebook.
1: The time last night looking at that word survivorship and i was kind of like how do you put words into what survivorship means because we're all surviving you know whether we've had cancer or not like every day we wake up we're taking one step forward so for me that sort of explains survivorship is the moving forward the acceptance survivorship doesn't necessarily means to me like surviving through something like yes I'm here I'm grateful but I think for me I feel it sounds really cheesy and I feel like it's a duty for myself that me going through this experience and I've only just as I said come to terms with it and acceptance in it you know I've I've been going through the hospital system for over 30 years. And I think acceptance is a huge word like, for me because acceptance is like a word saying, okay, I own what I've been through and I'm now ready to move on. And so for me, being 39, nearly 40, it's taken me 30 years to say that word acceptance. So to me, that is survivorship. That's me being whole in my whole person, my um, my experiences, my losing, my mother, like the pain, everything, it's just all wrapped up and I'm like, it's acceptance. And so I think for me that's what survivorship means. It's that one step in front of it, the other, and that's all you can do because it, even though I've accepted it now, it, it's still, I think my whole life there's, there's still going to be that growth and that journey. And I think I owe it to myself and to my mother, Lisa, to do that. And I think, I feel like you were brought to me at a time. Your pop-up on my Facebook was just where my mother had passed, or just about to pass. And I remember just, like, saying to her, oh, my gosh, Ram, I've, like, discovered this. Because I really feel, you know, there's not a lot out there in New Zealand. I've reached out to Australia. There's a really great, another podcast called Good Morning, and it's about morning. And so, yeah, like finding someone else was just mind-blowing. And at the time, I wasn't ready to do my podcast, but now I've done my grief and my acceptance. And so, yeah, I just feel like people are put in your path. For for reasons, and I think acceptance for me is the big word for survivorship.
2: So, survivorship in itself is a difficult beast. Connecting a community of young adults who, when you meet them, and they go, "Oh my god, me too!" I felt like that. I thought I was the only one. I was so confused. And every every young adult I have met has said exactly the same thing. And I'm like, we need to find a way there's not going to be one size fits all because cancer doesn't work like that, but I believe that even different diagnosis there's shared survivorship i all the cancer friends I've met, bar one or two have had completely different diagnosis to me, completely different cancers, completely different treatments, completely different prognosis and places in the world and all that kind of stuff. but when you get to the survivorship stage we're all dealing with the same topics. Different variations, not everybody, of course, but they're emotional, they're mental, they're social, they're, how do I explain to my friends that I'm not the same person that I was beforehand? I still love them, but maybe I don't want to do that anymore. Maybe I want to try this. And they're saying, this is weird. You've changed. What, why aren't you going back to the way you were? And you're trying to explain to often people in their twenties or thirties who gratefully have never experienced a, a life-changing event of this magnitude that your life has changed but you you're still the same person yeah so survivorship is it's big and it's not talked about enough i do know that if it does return
3: i prepare myself like mentally i know what's going to happen what i'll need to go through and all of that. And again, that's for me, that's like another level of privilege that I have because it's not going to be like out of the blue and shock me and do all that. I'll be like, Okay, cool. That's sweet. I'm fine with that. I might cry for a little bit, but I'm a lot more mentally prepared for that and things like that. And the other sad thing is like when you have a kid and you're in remission and some of the th- sometimes when I do talk about the stuff, I it's really hard that sometimes I do have my son does have to be prepared for the fact that things may come come back and this what may happen. And it was something that I was told to do by a couple of specialists, is, especially as a single parent <laughs> and the other parent is not yeah. in the same country, is that you have to be hyper-organized and prepared if anything does, if the cancer does come back, like what have I got in place legally to make sure that he's going to be looked after and protected and yeah, and all of that and like having those hard conversations with people that are close to you and saying, hey, are you okay with being listed as a guardian in my will if this happens? And stuff like that. And (laughs) some of my friends are like, I don't talk about it. It's like, well, I have to because I've got a kid and I'm a single parent and the other parent isn't around.
0: You have to provide for them.
3: Yeah, making sure I've got life insurance and all all that sort of thing. And if I get really, really sick, who do I feel comfortable with having power of attorney over certain parts of my affairs if I get too sick and and things like that? Do I trust this person enough to do this and... And all of that other thing, and but again, I'm like that because of what I've been through. I have to be prepared, and some people just think it's over the top, but it's no, because I know things can just turn to shit like really quickly, and you have to be prepared to a certain to a certain level to just try and minimise, yeah. <laughs> try and mitigate some of the, the impact that it can have on your life. But yeah, I just yeah, I just forget that I've had cancer. I don't know what it, you know. I just have a really good day, and I just completely my mind just completely forgets about it. <laughs> And then a couple of days later, I get hit with like, oh, yes, I did actually have cancer in the past because I feel like this or, you know, chemo, you know, you you you, still have chemo chemo brain brain 25 years later. You still have it, like it's still there. That is a big question. And I'm not sure why, but I
4: have an aversion to the word survivor for myself, not necessarily for others. And the reason being, I think I'm worried that calling myself a survivor will jinx it in one way. I'm only a year out from finishing treatment. And I don't know that I would feel confident using that word until I hit the two or maybe even the five-year mark because at five years, they say that's when we go back into the gen pop risk pool. So I feel like that fear of relapse as a constant threat kind of tempers that urge to use that word. Then I also feel like Survivor is used for people that have I don't know, done something exceptional. And I'm not saying fighting cancer isn't exceptional, but I just did what I was told to do. I didn't quit. I did treatment and what my doctor said to do, except for not eating sushi, I didn't listen to that (laughs) one. I don't feel like I've done enough in a way to earn that word. But for me, in this space of having finished treatment and being NED, no evidence of disease or in remission or whatever you want to call it, What that means to me is the process of moving on and not letting it control your life by any means, but also not forgetting that it happened. And so it's an odd balance. It's not something to dwell on constantly, I don't think. But it also, it happened and, and it does shape you in some ways. And it's important to acknowledge. And that's just going to be part of you going forward.
5: I think it was a, I need to just get through this and then yeah. move on. And not that you can ever actually move on. That is not a, a thing that happens because you're just, once mm. you get that branded see on you. It's like you have Mm -hmm. to be constantly tracked for the rest of your life and all of these sorts of things. But I know, at least in my experience, one of the most insensitive things that was said to me while I was in the hospital after surgery was that if you had to pick a cancer, this is the cancer you should pick. Oh my God. And... (laughs) I know that what they meant is it's very treatable. I did not get as physically sick as a lot of people do with cancer. And Mm. I knew that personally, having gone through other family members' cancer experiences, I also didn't really think I was lucky to be like, I'm really glad I got thyroid cancer. Like, it's still cancer. (laughs) It's still not real fun. Not something I would choose. And so I think also just from my own sort of personality or trauma responses of really minimizing my own needs that even now, and now it's been 15 years, but sometimes it'll come up in a conversation with somebody that I haven't met that I'm like, oh yeah. And when I had cancer and they're like, wait, you had cancer. I don't really advertise it all the time. It's always a part of me, but it does change your life because there's no other thing that can happen. But yeah, it's, I guess I probably don't even stop to think of the way that it, (laughs) how it
0: changed life. The first part of healing that I think doesn't get talked about enough is the fact that a lot of us finish our treatment and there is there's this pressure to be better and to be over things and to be grateful that you're alive and don't get me wrong I am extremely grateful that I am four years post-diagnosis and that so far it seems that the treatment I had has worked. I think that to get to a place of complete acceptance and gratitude, you have to allow yourself space to not be grateful, to be really angry, to be really pissed off that you got cancer and that cancer has impacted your life. It's okay to feel that. It's okay to be really damn angry about it because underneath that anger is likely to be grief or sadness or regret or frustration because for a lot of us, and I especially think this is true of the younger cancer community, is that Our life has not panned out in the way that we thought it would. Our life hasn't turned out in the way that, in quotation marks, it should. Many of us have not been able to have children. Many of us have relationships that break down or careers that stall. And many of us can't get back to those things for a while. And so I think there needs to be a greater acknowledgement. That's actually part of the process and part of the grieving part of the letting go
6: it is a deep question but i love it because depending on how far out i think you are from that diagnosis and the treatment it can change with time i was diagnosed in 2018 now it's 2022 so survivorship to me is about finding my purpose you really understanding how i can take that trauma right because it's a big deal how I can take what happened in my journey and help someone else. People say you have to be careful about what you ask for, because I certainly want to make a difference in life. I want to help other women. And I would kind of put that out there all the time. What can I do? How can I help? What's the meaning of life? How do I really feel more fulfilled? Oh, let me give you a little cancer and, and clarify that for you. So it's been quite the journey of having that experience. But only through that experience can I help other people with their experience. So that's been the full circle, if you will, for me of what survivorship means coming out the other end and being able to say you know what this is my story this is
7: what helped me and here's how i can help you no longer taking life for granted that is the hardest question it is leaving that legacy for those of us who didn't make it through and it is saying yes to the things you love and saying no to the things that no longer suit you So that's a pretty loaded question, but (laughs) I think all of the above, just basically making sure that you're living life how you see fit, not holding back and just appreciating those little things. I've come to find that you have to really dig deep into yourself and you have to make sure that your core identity is strong. There's so many things going on in life, and we spread ourselves so thin, whether you're a mother or not. And especially in our community, with our breast cancer survivors and thrivers in this world, we put ourselves on the back burner. So I've come to learn if you can get comfortable with yourself and if you can just love yourself, then everything else just rolls off your back. If you can be secure, in that you're going to put yourself first and that you're going to love yourself every day, Mm. by all means necessary, then all those other little troubles, no matter where you are in the world, like you'll see that beauty.
8: I guess how you say after the cancer diagnosis, and it is really that diagnosis because I'm still they think I still have cancer and I take treatment every day and all of those things and it's probably going to be part of my life until I'm not breathing my life is so different to what it used to be and I think a lot of psychology I was someone who'd never had any mental health issues before and I've probably to be honest been okay I think The struggles that I have had are pretty proportional to, and it's actually quite the bit that I find the most hard, and and start crying when I realise that I'm, I'm one of these people. That I'm talking about in a very academic sense, but it's definitely a lot of psychology was really helpful because it is a really challenging thing, and you realise I think we all have these thought patterns, and some people just have really healthy thought patterns, but I think a lot of us had these thought patterns that maybe aren't that healthy but because everything's going okay it doesn't really it doesn't really matter and then when things going well those things can really influence it and so I don't know what your experience is with this but I certainly I saw a lot of different psychologists before I found one that I really clicked with and it was actually a student who was training and she was amazing as she's listening to this I'm very grateful for you and just learning how to be really Forgiving to yourself. You do lose friends, but on the most part, like most of your friends understand that you're still you. But it's that self-talk and it's those standards that you hold yourself to that can really like get you down and just learning to let go of stuff. And that's that is a really challenging thing to do, isn't it? For example, I was a real tramper and really fit and active like you and it's really hard then to go and do something that you used to do and for it to be so much harder and not just be really resentful and it's taken me a long time to get in that mindset where I'm just really grateful that I'm out there doing stuff but it is so hard isn't it because it's also like those societal expectations and for me, I guess I'm still living with this cancer, but I feel like some people are like, how can you still have cancer? Like, sure, you'd be, if you still have cancer <laughs> yes. or aren't you okay? Yeah. And that's a really hard concept, particularly because my type of cancer yeah. is a bit different to other cancers, you know. We don't get this five-year post-diagnosis. If, you know, your cancer's not growing, you're all fine. Because most women's cancer does come back, but it takes a bit longer than five years. But then, yeah, you've lived with cancer and hopefully your cancer will never come back. But you still have all these after effects that you have to live with. And, yeah, the societal narrative really brushes over those, doesn't it? So it really has to be an internal thing that we find and that we know and be, yeah, I feel like with all the skills that I've learned from psychology, it's like, would have been amazing if I'd known them in my 20s. I think I would have been so much more self-confident and assured and just with that. But yeah, it, it has to come within, from within, doesn't yeah. it?
9: Cancer survivorship, that is a wonderful question. I think for me, cancer survivorship has really just meant, you know, I've been through this experience that I didn't ask for. How am I going to take what I went through this experience and turn it into something that's positive and beneficial to the world. And obviously, like, you know, we don't owe the world anything. Yeah, just because like we had cancer, but I still feel like it wouldn't do me any use to just, you know, be permanently sad about what I went through. Like, there's a time and place to be sad. But ultimately the goal is to you know process those sad feelings so that i can move on to incrementally happier and happier places about what i went through yeah. sadness won't always go away there will always be a space for that to be held but the space for happiness can grow bigger although the sadness and the grief remain. <laughs> so just yeah survivorship just really means being at peace with the fact that this happened to me and trying to figure out how i can make the best of it while processing what happened
10: to me it's funny because when i got your invite the survivorship topic came up the name survivorship is just interesting to me it's not a trigger word per se because i've had met people who think that it's a trigger word for me you know having stage four cancer i often have two different subgroups i talk to those who know cancer and those that don't i call them cancer muggles yeah. which i think is the best 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 word out there it's Oh my goodness, it's one of my favorite words to use. But, you know, for those inexperienced people with cancer, they might have a relative, but they don't really know directly how it feels, right? And so when I'm talking, I say to those cancer muggles, you know, my friends who don't really understand how I'm going through, I'm a two time stage four survivor. However, to the cancer community, people know stage four cancer is metastatic. So it's lifelong, right? Meaning that we're plagued with reoccurrences and maybe we won't, but we don't know that. And we have to be moderate, constantly and Getting those contrast dyes, drinking that those beverages that make you glow, which are always so tasty. Yeah, and so for me though, I mean, I think of the word surviving. I think of thrive, and that's yeah. something that I've come to kind of embrace because to me, I look at other people who don't have cancer and they thrive, right? Because they're not dealing with something chronic like we do, or even acute, but can still be chronic. Because cancer is always with you, no matter what, right? Yeah, and so I think that when we're talking about that cancer itself thriving, we don't get the opportunity or we don't think we do inherently. We have to go above and beyond those that don't have cancer to be thriving. And so for me, survivorship is just being able to live a life that I want to by design, right? And it's so hard to overcome that step, especially after treatment, right? Because like I said, we were talking earlier, you get a pamphlet or you get a pat in the back or you ring a bell. You ring a bell. I never got to do that. No, because that's my favorite bell. And I think it's hysterical. I think it's great for morale, but also it has a tendency to be a negative aspect. So in long story short, I think survivorship for me is just being able to thrive and to live my life by design and how I choose to. Because we're always struggling to find what is our purpose in the world because we always feel burdened, because we're always at a doctor's visit. or always getting a lot, you know, someone's always taking care of us financially, physically, or otherwise. So...
11: Yeah, for me, um, you know, especially as it relates to cancer, I think it's about how you move on from this very traumatic experience and re-enter the world of the living. And, you know, how do you pick up your life as it's changed since cancer? And I think that that's super tricky and that's really hard And I don't think that those who haven't gone through cancer, I don't think they completely understand that phase of our lives because most people are like, oh, you've you've been cured or your cancer's gone away or it's in remission or whatever. And so you're good. Now you can come back and you can be exactly the same person that you were p four cancer. And that's so not possible in most situations because it's just, I mean, anytime anybody goes through any sort of traumatic experience, you come out the other side and you're a different person. You know, everybody talks about it, whether you went to war or you, you know, had a you know, problem with child or whatever it is. I really think that you're a different person. And I feel like that's for me is kind of figuring out who you are post-cancer. And what that means to you as well to the people around you, or maybe used to you as you were before, or, or even were more used to you as you're going through cancer, that you were someone who they could help and they could bring a meal to or they could, you know, have a glass of wine with and they feel good about themselves. And now they're not sure what to do with you now that you're past cancer. So I think survivorship is just really figuring all of that out which is so easy, right? Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> Just, you know, you wake up and you, it's like, you go to sleep, like Sleeping yeah. beauty, and you wake up and you're like a whole new world. Yay. But yeah.
12: Jumped out of bed.
11: I wish it was. I wish it was, but it's so not possible.
12: Wow. It's an interesting word and it's not a word I particularly like. And what I thought of survivorship as a breast cancer surgeon was based on how long did my patients live? Did they make it to five years? Did they make it to 10 years? Had their treatment worked? They were surviving. But as a patient, it's completely different because I had cancer twice and there's always that fear of will it come back? And how long do I have to survive? And survivor for me goes along with the battle, the war language, which I hate. I didn't choose to have cancer. I didn't go into this. I don't want to survive it. I'm not fighting it. It happened to me. And I'm hoping I'll live as long as I can. But it's medical science that will fail me, not me trying hard enough. Because survivor just sounds almost glamorous in a way. And cancer is so far from that. You know, you think of Destiny's Child, I'm a survivor. And you think, we have no choice. It happens to us. That's really not what it's like. Oh my God, it's so true. And do you know, it's interesting. I hadn't thought
0: about the origins of what survivor means in context for cancer, but that makes so much sense that if we think about yeah. that annual visit to the surgeon, and I always call it going to see Isaac so he can make me feel less anxious.
12: <laughs> yes, but the anxiety that he induces when he calls you. And I think initially it was just survival statistics, but then we realized women do have problems with the side effects of treatment. It's ongoing. So we need to, as a medical community, help them move on after cancer treatment. So we kind of coined the term survivorship, but I still think the healthcare profession don't really get how debilitating those treatments can be for some women. And we don't talk about how you get your sex life back or how do you go back to work? Or did you know that depression is normal? And all these things, we don't tell a lot of women what the symptoms of recurrence are. We don't talk about, we're all going to die at some point. Now's a good time to think about your will. It's kind of, no, you're fine. And there's so much more we need to do to help people live after the doctor says goodbye.
13: It's like you have to pick and choose and that's okay. And I mean, my friends and family probably tell you I'm still very busy and that's Mm -hmm. on me. I do that to myself or... If I have one, and I I think though, and this could be something too, I think that's also me not wanting to sit with my brain because my brain will be the first one to be like, you're not the same, Gab. This sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's like my way of just like pushing through to be like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then I'm, and then literally the next three days, like I just told you, like Sunday to today. I feel like crap. And it's like, Oh, I I wonder why I wonder why I don't feel well. And it's like, because I've been pushing myself to the brink of what I could do. And to your point, it's scary, because then I'm like, Okay, now this next week, I have to plan it out of like, what can I do today? What do do I want to go for a walk today? Or do I want to do a lot of laundry today? Like, which one comes first on the totem pole? And it's So it is one of those things for me, at least where I get so upset by that because I'm just like, I used to be able to do it all. And I used to be able to do it all with flying colors and would feel great and would never feel, you know, an ounce of fatigue come on and, or mental blocks or any of it. And I just think now I see so many people where I preach it and I'm like, no rest, take your time, you know, take your PTO, do all the things, but take care of yourself first and I'm the worst person because I don't really act on that myself I like will preach it till I'm blue in the face but I can't personally get myself to do it
14: yeah that's a really good question and I'll say that I have been a quote unquote survivor for almost 13 years now and I'm still trying to figure out what that word means (laughs) to me because that's what cancer does to you so the long and short of it survivorship means to me, first and foremost, I'd say that I have earned the right to honor myself. I've earned, the, as we all have, to be completely honest, you don't have to survive something. We all should be born with that. But I think we lose it due to society, due to just the world in general, sometimes beating us down. But As a survivor, you're reminded that you have earned the right to honor yourself. You have earned the right to say yes when it serves you and say no when it doesn't. I think also survivorship to me means that I have scars that I should not be ashamed of And this is quite cliche, I understand what I'm about to say, but there is truth to it and that scars show the world what you've been through. Scars show the world that you're a warrior. Scars show the world that you have been through something and you have survived it. Now, on the flip side, what being a survivor does not mean to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I've been called a lot of things, good, bad, or indifferent, yes. in the past 13 years. <laughs> but I, survivorship to me does not mean I'm a hero. I know I said the word a minute ago. It actually doesn't mean I'm a warrior, to be completely honest with you. It doesn't mean I am special. It doesn't mean that I should be an inspiration. So, I've done a lot of writing in the past few years. And one of the things I've written over and over is, I'm just a girl that was lucky enough not to die.
0: Oh my God, I love it.
7: If somebody's under a lot of stress, whether they're going through cancer and cancer treatment or they're caregiving for someone with cancer, don't ask them what they need. If you know them well enough. Yeah. If you know them well enough, send them the thing that will make their day better. And it should hopefully be practical. Send them, di- check that they don't haven't cooked dinner or don't have dinner plans, send them dinner. Check that they don't have any allergies or whatever, but send them dinner make it easy for them. So they don't, ha- don't ask them, what do you need from me? Because that puts the pressure on them when they're going through all this stuff. I need these because they'll also not, I think we're all somewhat ingrained in it and maybe
0: women mostly to not say what you need. Exactly. Right. Thanks so much for listening. The C Word is every Sunday at 11.55am on Auckland's 104.6 Planet FM and anytime at www.planetaudio.org.nz forward slash the C Word.